What makes a campaign idea a bad idea and how can you avoid making that bad idea? I mean... Yes, hello and welcome to How To Be A Great GM. My name is Guy. You are amazing for being here. We're going to be some great GMs and the way we're going to do that is by avoiding these five bad campaign ideas and understanding why they bad. So let's kick it off straight away. And if you agree with me, leave a comment down in the comments below saying, yes, these are bad ideas. If you disagree with me, leave a comment downstairs as well, because that allows us to have a discourse to discover and unpack and understand all the different approaches to our beautiful hobby, which we all love in different ways. So number one, five, or six or seven big nemeses. This is the idea that there's a council of evil and we have to defeat each and every single one of them and each one that we defeat is going to be more powerful than the previous one as we slowly trudge our way forward. You have to avoid this idea because what happens is halfway through your game, your players are bored of beating up people and never getting to a conclusion. Hydra from the Marvel series is a classic example where they tried to avoid it in the movies. They're like, yeah, we're gonna beat up Hydra and we're gonna be done with it. We're not gonna keep them coming back and back and back and back and back and back because it's always the same thing. Oh, super evil, lots of money, lots of power, lots of influence, somehow rise to position of influence and now we have to go and stop them. Again and again and again. It's dull. It's repetitive. Marvel's getting there there in terms of world ending, universe ending crises. What, yet another giant super being of super infinite power is going to come up against our plucky little heroes? Well, yes, sure, in the grand scheme of things, that ultimately is what being a hero is all about. You're always going to be facing something big, something world ending, world changing, life changing, world changing, whatever. But it's the way in which we put it together. If you want to have this conclave of evil that your players are going to slowly destroy one at a time, my suggestion would be to change it up. The first one that they encounter should actually be quite easy to defeat or could be quite difficult to defeat and then the next one they encounter should be easy to defeat and shouldn't actually require a huge amount of violence. It could just be, we caught you. All right, I surrender, I'm weak and frail, don't hurt me, I'll give you the information of the next two or the next three or however it might be. Then have two of them join together to fight the PCs. So it's not just one plodding fight after the next. Look at how to change it up. That is the only way you're going to save your campaign because if your campaign is just repetitive, that's really bad. Number two, number two, any, 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 and I say this again, any campaign that requires, requires the players to sacrifice their characters in order to win 
is not a well thought out campaign. Why? Because there are a whole lot of things in that statement. Firstly, it means that you have pre-decided, you have pre-planned the outcome of your campaign, something that on this channel is a big no-no anyway. But more importantly is if you are going, oh well, the characters, they fight the demon, but then they realize that they have to take the pieces of the demon and stab it into their foreheads so that they all become one, they die, but they tragically sacrifice themselves. That's not great. That's actually bad. It's bad because you're missing out on a huge opportunity. You're taking away player agency, which is never a good thing. We know this. Players like to choose. With the recent launch of Diablo 4, I was there when the first one came out, that's right. All those centuries ago when they first started this world mind-blowing franchise, it was awesome to play it and you get all the way to the end. Spoilers for number one, at the very end, you kill Diablo, woo, yay, you're a hero. And then there's a cutscene where you drive the stone of Diablo, the rock, the soul, whatever it is, I'm not getting the law right, I don't care, into your forehead and you go, wait, so I died and didn't get to join the rest of my friends celebrate. I, I just, I got, hmm, huh, okay. So it was a major letdown. Now, on the other hand, if you allow for the players to choose who gets sacrificed and it is only one of the characters or perhaps they can use a favored NPC who happens to be loitering around because you've placed them there to loiter, if it becomes a moral dilemma and the players get to decide, oh well, in order to contain this ultimate evil, one of us is going to have to sacrifice ourselves. That is so much more powerful. Firstly, player agency is back with the players, which is where it belongs. Second, Secondly, it allows you to have had this NPC that you've been building into the party because they're a long-term NPC or a, a supporter NPC or whatever they happen to be. They can step forward and go, no, the world needs you. You're the heroes. Let me bear this burden. And then, oh look, they've been transformed into the ultimate evil and then the heroes get to beat and kill them and yay, save the day, there's celebrations. So if you're planning on having your characters have to all die at the end of the campaign to finish the campaign, don't do it. Unless you're really, really adamant about it and then do it very, very carefully, very, very carefully. The next one is pretty similar to the second one, but it's close enough and different enough that we should talk about it. Number three is the required sacrifice. You can only win if you sacrifice something. A starship, a person, a, a object, a thing has to be sacrificed that is near and dear to the players. Again, you're taking away agency by determining the outcome. At the same time though, if the players have to sacrifice something, what are you going to do if they don't get it. Let's say, for example, they have to take the ring all the way to Mount Doom and throw it into the mountain, into the volcano. What if they lose it halfway through? You have determined that in order for the campaign to finish, the ring has to be destroyed in the fires of Mount Doom. But the ring is gone. Oh dear, we lost it. What did you do with it? Well, we chucked it into the ocean whilst on the boat. Okay, so now either your whole campaign falls apart, it shouldn't. If you're a smart GM, you'll know how to bring it back into play, etc, etc. But it's adding in so much extra work, it's extending your campaign. And pretty much you're going, no, my players, I don't care what you do, you will do it my way, my way. Not a good GM to do it that way. So by relying on something being sacrificed, it's as bad as trying to kill the player characters at the end of your campaign as well. 
It presupposes a conclusion. It locks them into the only way to actually finish your campaign. It locks your thinking into the only way of the campaign concluding. And it doesn't open you up to the wonderful opportunities of going where the story is going and responding with the Archlord responding. Ah, but I hear you say, ah, but if the whole crux of the campaign is the destruction of this ring, surely that presupposes that the ring has to be destroyed. Well, it does presuppose that unless you are going to offer some other alternative. Now, if the players know that they have to deliver this thing from point A to point B, you hopefully will have already set them up that they will be running an epic campaign, which requires the players to buy into the idea that they are going to follow the adventures as they seem to be laid out in front of them, trying their very best to get to a conclusion which they think you want them to get to. All right, that's the nature of an epic campaign. But if you haven't told them you're running an epic campaign, they might not any ever place importance on things that you're placing importance on. So it does open up a can of worms. Another particular hatred of mine, number four, and the TV series that used to use it, Star Trek in particular, was quite, quite infamous for doing this, is the strange stuff is going on and the characters go through trials and tribulations and they struggle and they suffer and everything is, you know, they fight and 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 then they all die and then they all wake up and go, Oh, it was an illusion. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. So everything that just happened didn't happen, but kind of happened psychologically because you can remember it happening. But at the same time, it actually didn't happen. It was all in your head or it was a holodeck or it was a this or a that. Why? Who feels clever at the end? Unless you have given the players vast amounts of hints that they are actually not in the real world going through these things for real. If you haven't given them some hints, some clues, some tricks, some ideas that they could work it out when you get to the end and say, oh, it was all a dream. Oh, it was all a holodeck. Oh, it was all an illusion. Oh, it was all a worm in your head. You have failed. I'm sorry. There's just no other way to do it. Your players are going to sit back and go, well, that was a waste of time. I mean, it was fun, but we didn't really do anything or achieve anything or come away with anything. I mean, are our characters psychologically damaged for the rest of their lives? There's the campaign, perhaps, if it's... You, you get my point. We need to make sure that when we are deciding on the outcomes of these campaigns, that we are not trying to be too prescriptive or too clever. Now, another one, which we have seen used time and time again, and it was only ever really effective once, even though there were lots of hints towards the outcome, even though we got lots of information and when we sit, sat back and went, oh, yes, it was all there. I, I, I could have done that, but I didn't put it together. Only at that point did we sit back and go, oh, well, that was smart. That was clever. But the problem is the cat's out of the bag now. So it isn't a fresh new take. And this is number five, where the players are already dead, or at least the player characters are already dead, and they are struggling to discover this fact. They're not fighting to redeem themselves. They're not fighting to come back. If they were fighting to come back to life, that's a good campaign. That's a different type of campaign because right on early on in the beginning or in the first couple of adventures, they would discover that they are already dead and that there is a salvation route that they can take to get back to being alive. That is fine. The fact that they go through this whole campaign and then you end off by saying, and now you can return to rest knowing that what you have done 
has saved the world and you climb back into your tomb and are remembered forevermore as the heroes who died twice. Oh, mm -hmm. Player agency out the window. So those five examples, folks, I think, I think it's clear what a bad campaign is. And a bad campaign is the moment you take away player agency, the moment you take away narrative agency, you just, you go, no, I don't care what they do, this will be the outcome. It only works in a book. It doesn't work for role playing. Those are the two biggest pitfalls that we can make. And then the third one is when you try to be too clever. You try to prove to your players that you're an amazing storyteller and that you can tell amazing stories and you don't care what they do, think or feel. Again, bad, 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 bad campaign. When you hinge your entire campaign around a single MacGuffin that must be achieved, that must be done, that's bad planning. It means that if it doesn't get done, you're going to have to either carry on your campaign or you're just going to have to somehow get it back into play, which is frustrating for everyone. It's like, well, we threw the ring away, but now it's come back to us and we threw it again and now it's come back to what's going on. And then finally, if you overcomplicate your campaign, you run the risk of campaign bloat, of campaign repetitiveness, and nobody wants that. Those are my five hot takes on bad campaigns and what you should do to try and avoid them or fix them if you find yourself in one. It is never too late to fix it. Never too late to fix it. You can always add in an NPC or an event or a thing that happens that changes everything and allows the players to reposition themselves on your new campaign. Anyway, that's it from me. Massive thank you to watching for <laughs> massive thank you to you for watching all the way through to the end. Huge thank you to my patrons who are we're writing this story together. Super exciting. I'll talk more about that later on. And of course to the web goblin for keeping our web page going to the Editor Goblin for keeping our edits happening, cool and funky, and of course, to the Marketing Goblin for making all of our products available for you to purchase. You will purchase the products. If you haven't already, I should say, um, life will be grand. Until next time, I wish you and yours the happiest, the happiest of gaming.